Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the Soulful MBA podcast. Today's episode is called 2017, A Year in Review. I'm Jenny Barcelos and I'm joined with my co-host Sandy Connery. Hey Sandy. Hi Jenny. I am excited for this one. This one's gonna be fun. This one is a little bit personal and a little (laughs) bit fun. We thought it was time after some serious episodes to throw in something a little more lighthearted and something we want to talk about anyway. So we're gonna just make a podcast episode about it. So, Sandy, you came up with these categories, and so I didn't do a very good job of preparing for this podcast, and so some of these are going to be my answers on the fly, although okay. Sandy, ha- Sandy has prepared all of her answers, and so if, mm-hmm. so just, I might- if, I say, if I say something a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> give me a little bit of credit and a little bit of leeway, because I didn't have time to like think through, should I say this or not on the podcast? <laughs> and I have, a lot of them, I have like two or three answers, and I don't really know which one I'm going to choose when it comes up, so... We'll see. But I, I thought of this episode because, um, you know, it's the end of the year and everyone's doing sort of a look back at the past year. But I see for business, I see a lot of like best books for 2017 or, you know, best gadgets. But I think that running a business, there's so many more aspects to it. And so I wanted to have uh, multiple bests or favorites for all the things that we discovered and learned throughout the year and not just, although we will include a book, but, but it's not just about books. So it should be fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's going to be fun. Okay. First up, what okay. was your most favorite book in 2017, Jenny? I want you to answer this one first because I want to make sure I don't say the same one as you because well, I have three options. Okay. This might, yeah, this, this might happen. We might have same answers. So for me, the most profound and a book that I read this year was Deep Work by Cal Newport. Did you know that was coming? Did yes. you know? Okay. I figured, okay, so that was my first choice. So I'm going to do a different one. So okay. keep going. Tell okay. people so, why we love so it. So <laughs> we had an entire episode dedicated to this topic called Deep. And for me, it just sort of shifted the way that I think about my work day. And it explained a lot of why I can't concentrate and why I can't find blocks of time to do you know, some of the work, the specifically writing that I need to do with full concentration. And he explains it and he gives you ideas on how to manage your time. And so one of the big things, I mean, this sounds so ridiculous to say now, but like I just turned off notifications. I turned everything off. And that single act has changed my work day profoundly. And there's this sort of feeling that you can't do that or you shouldn't do that because you'll miss something, especially when you run an online business. But I think Cal's work really showed us that the only way that we're going to succeed with our businesses is if we sort of seek out these hours of quiet to actually do the work. So that was my best, best book of the year. Okay, so I also really loved this book and was profoundly impacted by it. Um, but I also was really impacted by Tiffany Dufu's "Drop the Ball," yeah, which we which we've also talked mm-hmm. <laughs> we've also talked about on the podcast. So we basically like the way this works, folks, is that Sandy and I find books, and then if we find a book that we love, we make the other person read it. It's <laughs> yeah. sort of like you have to read this, <laughs> and it's always under like the guise of we're going to do a podcast on it, so you right. have to read it. And we yeah. don't always do the podcast, but we both right. basically That's read true. the same That's books. True. 
at least nonfiction books. We have different fiction books that we read. So um, Drop the Ball was this amazing book that we both read sort of at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was early. Um, and it's it's written by this very successful woman who who had essentially you know a breakdown and an epiphany about um, what it means to be a working woman in in this modern age and how it sort of require your success requires that you offload some of those personal tasks onto your partner or family members or other people and I think it had a really big impact on both of us so Mm -hmm. I carried a lot of guilt prior to reading this book about all of the work that my husband did my husband is very um, helpful and yeah he's he's amazing does a lot is amazing and I and I sort of felt like guilty that I wasn't doing more mothering or housework cooking or dinner whatever. or whatever. <laughs> when, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So basically for the last year, he's cooked dinner almost every night, which mm-hmm. has been now I can let go of the guilt associated with that because I work at that time. So anyway, it's it was a it was a really for those of you who are in a partnership and you have children and you also are working on this entrepreneurial dream, I can't recommend it enough. And Sandy, you recommended the book. That was one of the ones where you were like, Jenny, you need to read this book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really just so new. Like, what do you mean you asked your husband to work, do do something? Like, And I, I also, she, <laughs> I didn't open my mail for like three months because of her. Because she, remember, she just like refuses <laughs> yeah, to open physical like, mail. And yeah, so I did that. It and uh, it, yeah, it kind of backfired though because I still have to deal with it okay (laughs) next one is um Netflix so this is not all business this is kind of pleasure and fun too so what was your favorite thing you watched on Netflix I know we will not have the same one on this one well I'm gonna confess I have like a weird because I have a Canadian business partner you Sandy (laughs) folks may not know this I'm gonna like reveal something very embarrassing right now (laughs) But I have like this, and oh I also basically live in Canada. Like my cell phone thinks I'm in Canada because I live on an island in the so northwest. far north. Like, there, I can kayak to Canada in a few minutes. Like, let's just put it that way. So there's sort of some harsh seas between me and, and what that would mean. But I mean, I'm basically like an adopted Canadian at this point. So I've taken a newfound interest in Canadian culture. Minus the healthcare, though. Yeah, I wish. And so I have like found these like really bad Canadian reality TV shows on Netflix that I don't know if I just have access to them because of like where Netflix thinks my zip code is or what, but they are. And I've like basically watched my, I've made my way through like every bad Canadian reality show um, available. But like what? Like you're watching H, like some of the HGTV, like like they're equivalent of HGTV. I don't even understand what it's called. I think they're government sponsored. No, they're not. So, but you're like looking at shows that are showing uh, like real estate and and like in, in and projects PDI. like fix it projects and stuff like right. backcountry cabin <laughs> yeah. fix it projects. Yeah. All I, like I'm not even gonna like embarrass myself by naming these shows. Although I'll I'll like att- you know attempt to link to some of them in the show notes in case you happen to have access to them in your own Netflix. But anyway, oh my God, that's that funny. is my like I really enjoyed this like brainless. It's like way less pressure. Like when I watch like HDTV kind of shows in the U.S., everything is like so perfect and fancy. And these shows are like hideous. Like it's so it's like so real. It's like real real people and like ugly cabins. It's just amazing. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, Jenny's like one time she's like this this island called PEI. Like, could I buy property there? (laughs) Because it's so cheap, right? It's so pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's like this whole, yes, there's this whole show for people who like have a, have a fetish about something like, 
I have to live next to a lighthouse or in a lighthouse, right? And so one yeah. of the episodes was on this island and there, there was this odd woman who like her dream in life was to live in a lighthouse. Anyway, this is the kind of stuff I do, right? It's like, <gasps> oh my God, that's so funny. A window, a window into the day in life of. Okay. Okay. So what so was yours, Sandy? That will segue nice into mine because it's also Canadian related. Um, I absolutely love the series, a Netflix, Netflix original called The Crown. And it's about the um, Queen's life, uh, the current reigning Queen, Queen Elizabeth. And it's, I just, I don't know, I have this fascination with uh, the royals and have always been an avid royal watcher. And I love this series because it goes back to when she was actually crowned. Um, when her she lost her father, he was quite young. I think he was in his um, 50s, like he, King George. And uh, she was um, thrust on up into leadership in when she was like late 20s. So it was so young to become queen. And she had to deal with Winston Churchill. And she was so, so young. And then her husband struggled with like, what is his place? He had to you know always walk behind her and he couldn't even have his last name. And he, um, you know, lost his career because of her position and her status and I just think like in my lifetime the queen has always been an elderly lady like she's been in power forever she's been reigning forever and um, it's just fascinating that these people are just sort of born into this family and have to live this life and so it just I think it's really really well done the acting is so good Um, and it covers like Princess Margaret her sister and her struggles with life and alcohol and anyway I loved it I'm actually watching it a second time wow I I watched a few episodes of the crown got a little too sad for me I I mean it was really interesting Uh, see I have to watch happy lighthearted things but it's not that sad it's like it's like her struggle to understand her position in life like I just it's fascinating yeah okay and then it's really well made so for those of you looking for something that's like, you know, like highbrow, unlike what I recommended. Go for that. And then I also added the royal family to our Instagram themes, feed okay. so we can follow what's going on in Buckingham Palace. Just for you, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. They do Insta stories. So if any of you. <laughs> the queen. The queen if is any Insta of you, story. Like she's like visiting a factory. It's like an Insta story of the queen visiting <gasps> some factory somewhere. Like you need to watch this. Like it's just, it's amazing oh that that exists. I don't it's even, wild. They, I don't even think they're allowed their own cell phone. Like they certainly can't take selfies or so, so someone's job is to insta story the queen cutting ribbons and stuff oh my god okay next one is the best new product this year doesn't have to be business what did you just love i'm gonna do two i'm gonna all break right, the rules right. because i you know i need to, i just need to do two okay. so the first one which i know you're gonna laugh at me sandy are jeans because oh, oh like my god if they're overalls Jenny, we're gonna delete they're them. not overalls okay, okay. in fact I was wearing them last time we saw each other and you didn't even notice I was wearing them. I didn't. So they're not, they're normal looking, but okay. that's the whole point. <laughs> so we are both tall. I'm like, I have, like many people on earth, struggle <laughs> to find a good pair of jeans. And I finally found the holy grail of jeans and they are the Madewell high rise. And I know what you're thinking, like high jeans, like, they mean a lot of different things. <laughs> they're like not actually that high to me. You know, like they're not that high, higher than no, your belly button. They like go to my belly button. So they're like normal jeans. I don't know if to other people. They don't like go up higher than that. However, they're you can get them in tall, which to me, like they're the only jeans that like my ankle is not poking out all the time. And I am really grateful for them. And so like they're a little pricey, but you know, I'm never going to anything else. Like I literally hmm. want to get rid of every other pair of pants. And I did own. you just and find them online and 
No, or did you? I were in found a store? them in the store. Yeah, months ago in Seattle, and I because there's a Madewell store, and I went in there, and they have oh. a denim bar, a denim bar, right? Mm-hmm. So for those of you that live near a Madewell, you know this. And I was like, I'm just gonna. I I'd sort of heard murmurs in fashion blog world about these jeans, and I was like, I'm just gonna try. And I was like, oh, holy yes, these are coming home with me. And so they are a little pricey. Otherwise, I would have like literally replaced my what, entire stash. How much are they, Jenny? Like over hundred? Oh yeah, they're like one hundred and seventy dollars. Oh something. yeah, okay, that yeah, is high. a little pricey. They're not yeah. like crazy three hundred dollars jeans, which some right. people buy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can get them on sale and stuff sometimes. So made well for the win. High rise, like the skinny high rise, and you can get them in tall if you are a fellow tall lady like we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that's important. So. Anyway, just it's just sort of like, you know, I was used to like getting Gap jeans or like Banana Republic jeans or whatever and J. Crew and like this is like a level up. So I just have to say that. And then the other thing that makes me really happy is I got a mini trampoline. Oh, yeah. I forgot you got that. <laughs> Which I want to talk about it because like I had some health issues this year. I had some some like anyway, not going to get into any of that. But I had read that these mini trampolines are really good for clearing out your lymphatic system and for just sort of like. I don't know, helping you to deal with with any kind of issues going on in your body. They're sort of like magic. And I was like, I don't know. I've only tried those like really cheap mini trampolines that, you know, have springs and they're not really that amazing and they're loud and and ugly. And then I decided to get myself a Bellicon, which is like the fancy mini trampoline which I ordered, like I picked the color, they're, they're bungees instead of springs. And um, anyway, I chose the color and like the size and it's, it's like super personalized. It's like, it's like whisper quiet to use it. My five-year-old adores the whole thing. So that has made it just worth it. She does like these trampoline videos on YouTube with like, like older men from the Netherlands teaching her how to do <laughs> trampoline exercises. <laughs> anyway, so if any of you are looking for you know, it's nice. Um, I live in a place that's stormy a lot of the year and icy and windy. And it's not always hospitable to go out on a hike and do the other stuff I love to do to get my exercise on. And so it's nice to have something to do inside. Okay. So this is kind of funny because my product that I love that I, I discovered this year are jogger jeans. Oh, no. So, you yeah. pick jeans also? Yeah. So it's like, like <laughs> they're like sweatpants, but denim. Oh and they're God. the most comfortable, coolest thing ever. Everyone needs a pair of jogging jeans. And so Why they have... Why have you not told me about this? I don't thing? know. They're like wearing pajamas, but I can wear like my Fluvog boots and like totally dress them up. They're so cool. My hairstylist, who is the trendiest person on this planet bought a pair in Italy of men's and she wears them like with stiletto heels and pulls them up to her knees and stuff. And oh my God, they're so cool. Um, what is the top? Like, is there it's like a elastic zipper? band? No, oh, it's like, it's Lord. like, yeah. It, but They're yoga pants, basically. Yeah, but <laughs> you can dress them up. That's what I love about they're, them. Are they jeggings? Are these no, jeggings? No, no, they're like baggy. <laughs> That's, they're so comfortable. It's, yeah, I have oh them my on God. right I, now. How have you not told me about this? I don't know, but I think that everyone, um, especially over 40, you need a pair of jogging jeans. They're the best. And my friend has, Shannon has some, and she just like wears them all the time you can wear them in summer oh with like Birkenstocks and flip-flops and high heels and not that I wear high heels but boots whatever like they're the best and they're long okay. enough for me and and you don't have to buy a tall length like the regular no. length mm-hmm. suits you mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. so for the short ladies out there these may not be a good fit for well, you well it just kind of billows out a little bit more I think yeah it'd be yeah fine. a little baggier uh-huh. yeah it's fine interesting it's great. 
Yeah. All and right. then just quickly, the other thing that I absolutely adore that I also purchased this year is my Jamie Joseph ring in Seattle, mm-hmm. who we got to meet in person. Um, they were doing a trunk show during our live event. And one of our teachers from Norway, Inga, also joined us. And we were able to all purchase new Jamie Joseph rings. And it was just and like... And Lee. And our friend Lee ah, from and Memphis. Lee. We, yeah. Four of us bought Jamie Joseph rings. And oh my God, I still, I look at it and it just makes me smile. So... Yeah, it's very, they're very special. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. All right, what's the next question? The next question is, what is or who is the most influential person? So I wanted us to talk about someone that we discovered in 2017 that really influenced our thinking, our being, um, whether it was personal or with business. Are you still okay. deciding? I Well, okay. So here's the thing is, I can't remember exactly when I discover certain people or Okay, not. just say it. We'll so just say I'm just going to say somebody that has influenced me a lot, because I don't know when I discovered. I, okay. I'm sure this was older, but Austin Kleon has mm. influenced me a lot. Like I, His newsletter is my very favorite thing that I read whenever it comes out. And I love, he's like, he's he's got such a, he's such a smart thinker and such a creative person. And um He's, you know, he's wrote, he's written this book, Steal Like an Artist, which is phenomenal. But I just love like his blog posts, his newsletters, like every, I just like love everything he recommends. He has small children that are the same age as my daughter, the stuff he recommends for his kids and the stuff he talks about doing with his kids. Like I just, I love his stuff. I would love to meet him one day. Austin, if you are listening to this, <laughs> I will happily take you out to give coffee. Us a call. Yeah, yeah. Give us a call. We'll, we'll, we'd love to interview you. Okay. Who was it for you, Sandy? Well, it was at Kelly Deals. And over the last couple podcasts, we've mentioned her um, a number of times. And I just don't think that there's been anyone in my history of business that has changed the way I think and do business as much as Kelly has. So for those of you who haven't heard her, she's um, at kellydeals.com, D-I-E-L-S. And she's a feminist thinker, and and she runs Feminist Marketing School. And we did a little um, coaching with her, and we've had numerous conversations since. Um, and I also did a workshop recently, how to write sales pages through her. And so she teaches us about our language and techniques for selling and marketing. And there's just always been this way of doing things like you should do it this way you should use a countdown timer you should you know have this many emails and you should lay it out like this and she's just turned that on its head and said no we don't have to do that and she teaches us about selling from a place of shame which is typically done and that we should never do that we never need to shame our our followers into purchasing and so this is what she's talking about and i i and she writes this beautiful love letter every Sunday. And i it's my favorite thing to read um, every week. And I just think that the world needs Kelly Deals to speak up. She needs to write a book. I think that's mm-hmm. probably a seed in her mind. Um, but she really needs to write a book. And she also is pointing out the things that are she done. Is, she is writing a book. She yeah. is writing a book, right? We, yeah. We ha- yeah. yeah. Um, she has pointed out things that are done on in the online marketing world that I, you know, I think all of us are kind of like this ick factor or this, 
oh God, do I have to do that? It doesn't feel very good, but we feel like we have to because we don't know any alternative and she's she's presenting an alternative. So I just think she's amazing and she was the most influential person for me this year. Love her. Okay, Instagram feed. Who are you watching on Instagram? I don't have a good answer for this one, Sandy. So I want to hear yours. Like you are okay. more like the Instagram queen in our community and Instagram is is like tougher for me. Okay. So I'll do, I have two. So I'll do a quick mention to, we've, we've, we've referenced her before, but Danielle Joseph at Hello Function is one of our designers who redid, who did our rebrand for Soulful MBA. I just think if you want to look at someone who has a feed that is so authentic and so beautiful and not contrived and not forced, Danielle does it better than anyone I know. The second one is, um, uh, I have to look at this so I get it right. It's code underscore like a girl. Uh-huh. And I, every time that I see that come across, I will stop and read it. And I, they, what they do is they're highlighting women in tech. And so they have a, a beautiful blog. And so they put a big chunk of the blog uh, post in the Instagram feed. And it's stories from women in tech. And they're so well written, and they're so intriguing, and I just love, love, love um, when they come through. But their but their goal is to, uh, it, their description Insta is their goal is to change the perceptions of women in tech by amplifying their voices. Mm-hmm. And so some of them are really positive, and some of them are kind of negative about situations that have occurred. But it is so good. Yeah, I also love that feed. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not gonna. Okay, I follow a lot of like my friends. That's like who I, you know, like they're like kids pictures and stuff. So more like less strategic on Instagram and I don't follow it as much. Okay. Uh, The next one is the best decision this year. Oh, this is a good one. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, Sandy. We haven't talked about it on the podcast, but we did some restructuring of our team um, in sort of mid-year. And we actually scaled back our team. And we're going to do a whole episode about this eventually. But it was based on the fact that I felt I felt like things were getting out of control, like I was losing control. And so I wasn't sure it was the right decision or not. But I, I felt like we needed to take back over some core tasks in our company before we were ready to give them out again. And so we did that um, in you know early summer. And it actually has been, to me, like incredibly liberating and really useful and I like I loved our team I loved some like the members that um, were part of our team for a long time but we took back over most of the company ourselves and it's been to me like the opposite of all the advice that you get in a in a business and um, I think what happened is when we went into the accelerator that we were in we grew quicker than was natural because that was that's what you do when you you're a startup do it. yeah and so we like hired fast and we were just like everybody just figure it out there's stuff to do there was money to throw at things and um and unfortunately i don't think the high, most highest leverage you know tasks were getting done and so and it wasn't very efficient and i think we just had sort of like a, a moment where i felt like we needed to just like tone everything down, scale everything back and see what happened. And what was miraculous was that we were continuing to grow and in fact, growing faster by scaling back. And now we're in a position that we're, you know, we're, we're ready to grow again, but now it's in a much more intentional way. And so I'm, I'm really um, 
quite grateful that we did that. Yeah, I think it was an opportunity to learn what we need done and how it should be done. And then we'll be better in a better position to explain it to the team members. Um, yeah, it was yeah. it was incredibly interesting. That yeah. Process. So, so yeah, that's good. like a whole other conversation. I think we're still kind of in it. And so in a few months time when we've basically been able to come out the other side and, you know, we mm-hmm. can talk about it in more detail yeah. then. Yeah. And so for me, the best decision we made this year was to start a podcast. And I think ah. we I think we've again, we've talked about this before in other po- other episodes, but it was you know, it was something we wanted to do. It felt so right. Um, it's been really fun. And I think though we've gotten our voices out there. Um, we've really, really followed what we wanted to do and not copied or, you know, sort of imitated what's been done before. So we have very few guests and it's just the two of us and everything from our one word titles, right? Like nobody does that, but we just wanted it to be different. And that's, and that was your idea. And it was something that you just instantly like, we're going to have one word titles. We're not going to have this big, long description of who's on the, you know, what it's about. Um, And so I think it really stands out. And I'm just really proud that we did it our way and that we're doing it. And we'll certainly continue to do it into 2018. And I just want to give a shout out to you, Sandy, for your fabulous artwork. So Sandy hand draws almost every show art image that we have so some of you know that and some of you probably don't if you haven't actually ever seen our show art you should go on soulfulmbapodcast.com and look at it because it's quite lovely just scroll down when you're on that site and you'll see a feed yeah yeah that was one of my other things I was going to say was that was a decision that we made I made during the creativity podcast I'm like I'll draw it sure I'll draw it and it was like if you want to define imposter complex like it happens for me every day with the artwork because I don't consider myself an artist and I've only been drawing since January and it's like I haven't put any skin in the game so who am I to do this but we do it I do it and I think for it again it sets us apart and we have original artwork um whether it's good or bad it, you know it it's original it's ours and nobody it doesn't look like anybody anything else out there yeah the podcast is like us in an essence if you had to distill our brand and who we are as you know partners in this business like that's what you're getting with this podcast and so it's like sort of our gift to ourselves and our gift to all of you to share that and it, I, I also like I mean I feel like that's also like the highlight of my year too and it's it's the part of the company other than in addition to the actual software which is a beast it's like the part I'm most proud of yeah okay um, so what was the best thing you read this year, whether like a blog post or some printed article somewhere? Okay. I also have two, but I think you're going to say one of them. So I'm going to say okay. the other one. All right. Okay. So, and if you don't, I'm going to add it after okay. yours. <laughs> so I, we've talked about this multiple times, either in blog posts or podcasts this year, but um, I loved this this medium it well it was on medium and now it's on like mark manson's actual blog and it's it's a blog post it's like an epic long blog post that set that's called life is a video game here are the cheat codes like it's a 16 minute read if you haven't read it yet i'd highly recommend you read it it puts a lot about life and business in perspective um i i don't know i don't have any other words to say than like go read this like today i try to read it once a month it's like saved in my bookmarks on my computer i love it and um, it definitely has had a profound impact on me like something that's as simple as a blog post um has an everlasting impact what do you think i'm gonna say i think you're gonna 
say the zebra manifesto no <gasps> okay no. then we're gonna talk that, about that but one that too. was a runner-up um for me, and I know it's this is a little bit embarrassing because this is very old, but I only discovered it through you in 2017, and that's Kevin Kelly's Thousand mm. True Fans. Mm. And that was something that I just, I couldn't believe that I had never read it, and it is so powerful, and it just put everything again into perspective that as we go and 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 build our online empires, our digital empires, that if we think about it, that we really only need 1,000 true fans to make a decent living and to have an impact in this world, all of a sudden it seems less scary and less big and so much more doable. And he just, I don't know, the message is just so important. And and it just brings it all back into scale for me that we don't need to have 20,000 million you know, sales or followers or email lists, like a thousand. And a thousand just feels completely realistic. Yeah, I love that. I love that post. I think that's had a huge impact on a lot of people. And I and I think that one takeaway from that post that everyone can have is that supporting yourself as a freelancer or as an entrepreneur is entirely possible for you in the internet age. And, you know, the bigger you try to grow and the faster you try to go, the less sustainable that those numbers mean. So for example, when we're talking about a team and a startup, like you need way more than a thousand true fans to scale as a startup. But if you scale back and you're providing a product as an individual entrepreneur, you only need a thousand people. And so anyway, there's some really interesting math you can play around with and conceptually with with that idea. Um, But yeah, I would encourage everyone should read that. It's like literally four minutes Mm -hmm. to read that blog post and go read that. And um, it, it does. It's quite inspiring. Yeah. Okay. So next up is, oh no, that we should talk about Zebra. We've talked about DazzleCon quite a bit on the podcast, but the the manifesto that came out this year written by four women who are startup founders is called Zebras Fix What Unicorns Break. If you haven't read it and you're interested in the power of technology to create social change, positive social change and potentially negative social change, I highly encourage you to read it. It was a post that went viral on Medium and has created an entire movement around a new economy and um, it obviously profoundly impacted us. We consider ourselves to be a zebra company and you, if you want to learn more about what that means, you can you can click on that blog post. We'll include a link in the show notes to all of this stuff. All right, podcast episode. And I didn't say podcast. I'm like narrowing it down to a specific episode. Is there one that really stands out in your mind? Yeah, I mean, so I think we've also talked about this one before, but Cheryl O'Laughlin's uh, oh, yeah. guest appearance on oh, Good Life Project yeah. had a really, really hmm. big impact on me. And um she was an executive at Cliff Bar, and then she founded Plum Organics, and she ended up writing a book this year called Killing It, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Head Without Losing Your Heart. She basically had a break, a total physical, a mental, emotional breakdown um, in her entrepreneurial journey and then rebuilt her life sort of from the ground up. And um, she, to me, is a really powerful woman in, in the business world who tells a very honest story. And her interview with Jonathan Fields was phenomenal. I, like in the middle of it, like I was doing dishes and I, I like paused my podcast and I like dried my hands and I immediately slapped you, Sandy, like you need to listen mm-hmm. to this right now. So I think like given that reaction that I right. had, I have I have to say that's the one that impacted me the most. Yeah, and I read her book um, after that, and it was so good. And if you ever want to know what running a, being a CEO on a startup or big, for a big corporation, she like, 
day-to-day yeah. life like you totally get an idea what it is like to lead yeah okay and for me I found this one really hard because we listened to so many podcasts and but the one that in, immediately came to mind was Jeff Jess Lively's conversation with Danielle Laporte mm-hmm. and I you know there's so much shiny perfection out there on the internet and I just love Danielle's honesty in this interview and her um, she d- talked about how kind of her disgust with the online marketing world and the frustrations she has and she you know admitted to spending a, a million dollars on her website and you know at times losing money and it was just so real and I just and she also kind of like gave Jess Lively, Jess Lively some advice, like unsolicited advice about how she was wrong about something. And I just, I don't know, it was just like, I really felt like it was sitting down with Danielle Laporte in a, someone's living room and just listening to her talk honestly about where she is in life. And so uh, for me, that was the one that stood out. That was a good one. Okay, the best conference or best live event that you attended this year? I think we're going to say the same one. Uh, it was ConvertKit's conference yeah. mm-hmm. in Boise in June. And um, at their, what is their conference even called? I don't even know if it has a name. Just like ConvertKit. <laughs> no, craft, I think it, Craft I think, and Commerce. Craft and oh, Commerce. Oh, Craft and Commerce. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And they're going to do it again this year, which I, we will definitely be attending. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it was by far the best kind of entrepreneurial business conference I've ever attended. It was so, the panels were so good. Everything was really well done. Um, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And we got to be part of a great mastermind of ConvertKit users the first sort of the day before the conference started and we got to meet a lot of really wonderful people and connect with friends so it was good it was so good yeah for us personally it was amazing to meet Nathan Berry and Mariah Cause from Femtrepreneur and Corey Huff and like all these people that are now our I would consider our friends and um um, Brian from Samcart too he was amazing to to speak to speak with but beyond that, the actual content of the conference was so good. And it was so balanced with um, women and people of color. And, like, it was just so real. And I, I found every talk really good. And so I just, and that was your friend Barrett, who, who pretty much organized yeah. the conference. So he did an incredible job. So I think that... Um, and Boise was such a cool town too. We really enjoyed mm-hmm. being going to Boise. But I just think if you are in business um, online, like this is the conference to go to. And it was small too. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. two thousand people or anything. It may may reach that, but the the size of it was so great. Yeah, I loved it, and so highly highly recommend it. All right. So the last one is: Can you sum up twenty seventeen in one word? Would you like me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. This is really, I had my word and then, well, I'm going to, anyway, go on. I I know what I'm going to say. Okay. So this was really hard. And so my word, I have a whole list here, but I'm going to say flourish. And Mm. I say that because I found that we turned a few corners this year um, with regards to just the growth of the business, but also us personally kind of stepping into who we are and being okay with our voice. And a big part of that was with what Kelly Deals taught us, but no longer following what everyone else is doing. And that was a really big step. And we still kind of catch ourselves, I think. And like, 
it's okay to, there's different ways to do it. And if we think that our audience and our followers want to hear it this way, then that's the way that we should do it, even if it's never done before, even if there's no examples of anyone doing it. There's sort of like this confidence that's come into us or we've sort of grown up and matured and no longer need to always watch and I don't want to say copy, but, you know, take ideas of like, this is learn, learn. Yeah, we've learned so much. And now we're much more confident in our own voice and our own way of doing things. And we've flourished because of it. I love that word. So it's my my word for the year going into 2017 was implementation. Oh, yeah. And that's literally that's and and I don't know that that's the word I would say now, but because I don't feel like that's a complete understanding of the, of the year. But implementation is is exactly what happened to create the flourishing. I would say, like after mm-hmm. spending, you know, three years studying, like intensely investing in a lot of education and mentorship and coaching, and um, just like really exploring and being curious about kind of the tech space and the online business space and the software space and you know everything we're doing I felt like this was the year that we took and synthesized had synthesized all that that training and teaching and and applied it to our business and I really feel like this was the year of action and implementation and I and I'm incredibly proud of us for doing that like we scaled like compared to what we used to do we used to like buy every course and every program and you know like I love taking courses I love learning and we we did some of that this year to be fair but we also scaled back tremendously and just focused on actually taking action to apply what we already knew we needed to be doing and um and man it worked (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. I keep telling everyone in our community like do these things it works like you actually have to do them but take these steps like follow what we're teaching you to do because it works and and I think um you know I believed it to a certain degree because it had worked to a certain degree up until this year um and but this was a whole other level like it legit worked. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I feel really proud of that, of, of like being willing to, for me, being somebody who has an issue with humility, like I never feel like I know enough or I'm ready enough or strong enough or smart enough or whatever to be able to like hit the brakes on the constant learning and asking and to just like plow forward. Yeah, it's been a great year, a really good year. And I, I am proud too, super proud of what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, are those our questions? Those are the questions. Excellent. Well, I think we will take a break from our joy and hustle because basically you just (laughs) got an entire episode of joy and hustle this in this last little bit. So um, we're going to have a ton of links for you in the show notes to click anything that we talked about in here. We're going to link to so you can learn more and read more and dive deep. But it's been a good year. And thank all of you for listening. Um, The feedback we've gotten from all of you on the podcast has warmed our hearts. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep interacting and hearing from you going forward as well. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. See you then. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Sample.